Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast, and a real treat for both you and for us, the second live episode right in a row. Of course, all the episodes are live now that I think about it. They're all live. Well, They're all pre-recorded live. I was about to say, it's, it's, not, it's not live for them. Second video. Second video podcast in a row. Yeah. And our it's our fourth one total, third one that actually aired. Because we do mm-hmm. have one, we do have a mystery lost episode that never aired. It was audio of issues, technical issues. Oh, yeah, audio yeah. issues. That's right. So, well, like many things in the Bible, this one comes in pairs. <laughs> so true. And just like um, inside jokes, like Cosmos, it will be something never heard by the listener. <laughs> That's right. All right. So if the listener had to yeah. guess which one of us said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe we'll release some of those episodes as like a bonus one day. I still have them kicking around. Like the, or the it, listener, go right now. If you're a new listener, you if for whatever reason you have not listened to the old episodes, you started like somewhere in the middle. If you're one of our ham trilogy people, or if you're one of our art of the deal people, that that came, <laughs> go back and listen to episode one, and just just observe and take in how unpolished the episode the podcast was back then and then uh listener understand that that was like the fifth take that we had done <laughs> imagine course, what like two months imagine what didn't make the cut yeah imagine the first one <laughs> but with all that being said again just like last week's episode i i don't know what we're doing today i don't know where we're going well the first thing we're doing is we're starting season four mm-hmm. that's right this is the first episode of season four all right, so episode one hundred and one. I know it's not the th- well. You like to talk about story arcs. We're still in Abrams because yeah. it never ends. It never ends. Yeah. But if you want to draw a little mini arc here, we're going to be in Abimelech's mini arc. Okay. All right. So one, possibly two episodes if we can't wrap up everything in in one episode. All right. So I assume we're we're in we're well, in chapter twenty. When now. we say possibly two, what we really mean is. Definitely. Probably, probably two episodes. Don't forget about that. <laughs> don't forget that episode where we said, hey, we're going to get through this chapter in one episode, and then we were there for six episodes. <laughs> That's right. But well, we are going to try to get through one chapter today. And in fact, that chapter is Genesis chapter 20. And it would be great right. if Gandalf, you would read Genesis chapter 20, the whole thing. The whole thing? Is, yeah, I knew yeah. I was off the hook because I read that genealogy last week. <laughs> Nathan, bless you. That's right. So this week I'm eating maple candy off of Matt's desk. Nathan didn't know it, but he was the victim of a conspiracy. Like we were making sure neither of us were going to read that. Yes. It's going to be Nathan. Brother, we're on episode 101. I know how this show works. <laughs> Genealogy? Yeah, that's it's me. All right. So this is Genesis 20, mm-hmm. as always, from the ESV. From there, Abraham journeyed toward the territory of Negeb and lived between Kadesh and Shur. And he sojourned in Gear. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gear, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, you are a dead man because the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Now Abimelech had not approached her. So he said, Lord, will you kill an innocent people? He did not say did he not say himself, say to me, she is my sister, and she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, I have done this. The, the Lord said to him in the dream, yes, I know you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and it was I who kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now then, 
return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, so that he will pray for you and you shall live. But if you do not return her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. Heard that one. I've heard that one before. Mm -hmm. So Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told them all these things. And then the and the men were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, "What have you done to us? I know I have sinned against you. That you, I know. I'm gonna cut that. And now I have sinned against you that you have brought on me and my kingdom a great sin. You have done to me things that ought not to be done." And Abimelech said to Abraham, "What did you see that you did this thing?" Abraham said, I did it because I thought there is no fear of God at all in this place, and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she is indeed my sister, the daughter of my father, though though not the daughter of my mother, She and she became my wife. When God calls me to wander from my father's house, I said to her, this is the kindness you must do to me. At every place to which we come, say of me, he is my brother." Then Abimelech took sheep and oxen and male servants and female servants and gave them to Abraham and returned Sarah, his wife, to him. Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. To Sarah he said, Behold, I have given, given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. This is a sign of your innocence in the eyes of all who are with you. And before everyone you are vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech and also healed his wife and female servants so that they bore children. For the Lord had closed all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Mm, I don't know about y'all, but I spotted several things mm -hmm. that we've talked about before. There's a lot there. I caught a few that I hadn't noticed before we... I thought the same thing. <laughs> uh, when we reread it for the second time a little while ago, I still didn't catch it, and I caught new stuff that time. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot here that should remind you of stuff we've already talked about. And it's, well, well, first, it's of, first funny of all, how it reminds me of a lot too. It reminds me of a lot of things. First of all, this is like the second time Abraham has done this exact second time. And there's, and there's lots of language here. So the first time that Abraham passes Sarah off as his sister, which she is his half sister. That's right. Um, but she's more than his sister. Come on. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, like, can you imagine the look on Sarah's face? Oh, we're going with the sister bit again. Um, you know, uh, only she says that in Hebrew because right. it's, that works so well the first time. That, that's right. Um, but there, there's so much in this passage that is pushing you back to that passage. Not just the fact that he gets a spoils, you know, and riches at the end of it, like he got uh, plunders from the for the Egyptians. Um, the fact that the first time that it happens and he goes down to Egypt, he's traveling south, just like he does. He's traveling south here. He's in the Negev, which is uh, southern part of the land. Um, also, uh, I love that the first time it happens, it's right after the opening part of Genesis 12, where Ab uh, where God says, Abraham or Abram, leave your country, your kin kinfolk and your father's house. And there's in this passage, there's a direct reference to that uh, to that summons. Um, and so, so much of this is only understood if we understand it in conjunction with what's happening there. And that, that's really where I want to camp out today. Um, oh, one of the things before we get into that, it's interesting. It's something I noticed in looking at verse number two, um, as Abraham journeyed 
towards the Negev yeah. and then in Kadesh and Shur. Keep in mind, what's all this stuff close to? Sodom and Gomorrah. And what is Abraham afraid of happening here? Violence towards him as a sojourner. Mm. And what does he do to try to quell the violence towards him? He offers a woman in his household. He offers a woman in his household. Have like we Lot. seen this before? Like, well, so right on the wall behind Matt, it's outside of the Well, maybe it's in the picture. It's in the picture. Yeah. Can't, yeah. You can't read so it. So you can't read it from there, but it's so interesting. I said, you know, when, between right. episodes, I said, Gandalf, look at that map and, and remember the whole uh, reading Genesis while you're living the Exodus. Who settles on the left side of that map? You see two big kingdoms, Israel and Judah, That's Abraham's right. descendants. I said, who settles on the right side of that map? You see two big kingdoms, Ammon and Moab, Lot's descendants. Uh, this, this all goes back to when they parted ways. Man, that a lot, a lot followed from that. This is, this is a, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a much later map in, in the story. I mean, this is. This is an eighth century map. This is Jose and Amos's time. That's right. And you still see that the landscape is fundamentally shaped by Abraham and Lot parting ways. Abraham's passing through that stuff, going south. It's not outside of the wheel. To your point, it's not outside of the wheelhouse. And unsurprisingly, he does something very similar to Lot. And I, I but I love how this is tying in. I love that, by the way. I love how this is tying in. Uh, Genesis 12 and more than Genesis 12. Yeah, one more detail. Catch here. Look at verse number two. This is just when they're traveling through the land. She doesn't. He doesn't lie to Abimelech. He like puts the word out in the whole land. Yeah, he. She is my sister. He's like verified on Twitter. He's put it out there. <laughs> Relationship status. It's complicated. <laughs> That's right. It is complicated. Yeah, Abraham said of Sarah's wife, "She is my sister." And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. Like he heard of it. It's like, oh, oh there's this there's this guy who has a sister and this sister. Is Have beautiful. you seen Abraham's sister? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Abraham's sister has got it going on. But it's it's interesting. It's that he's concerned about being abused by the residents of this land. So he uses his woman to be the go-between. That's a very lot like thing. It's a very lot like thing. That's a lot like lot. So, so it's interesting. Like one of the common teaching points out of the Lot story is like, where would a guy like Lot learn a tactic like giving his daughters to quell the lust of these people? Well, I'll tell you where you learn that. You learn that in Sodom. Well, apparently you can learn it at the Oaks of Mamre too. Mm -hmm. uh, like, or I was going to say, or when he was a with Abraham in Egypt. Yep. Oh. That's where he done learned this it. Is, this is an Uncle Abraham tactic. It's an Uncle Abraham tactic. Um, oh, gosh. That's where, where else would you get it? That's right. um, God's so, so yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's, God is so gracious. God is so gracious. And man, does it, man, is it nice to be related to Abraham? Yes. Uh, to yeah. Quote, at the end of this, he winds quote up the Reverend with more Powell. stuff after this. Um, yeah. And, 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 and look, not only is he, because God promised to bless. That's it. So I love that it harkens back to Genesis 12, because there was a twofold thing to Abraham. Abraham, I'm going to bless you. But also, Abraham, through you, I'm also going to bless, the bless others. And it's interesting. This passage is right on the passage, uh, right on the cusp, you know, uh, of a couple things. We're, we're right before the birth of Isaac, but we're also right after Sodom and Gomorrah. And Sodom and Gomorrah, remember what Abraham tried to do for those cities. Mm -hmm. 
He tried to intercede. Like we talked about Abraham stepping into that priestly role, right? Yeah. Well, in this one, Abimelech and his crew are blessed through Abraham. Uh, Abraham intercedes on their behalf, prays over them. And look what happens. The wombs are open. God healed Abimelech and God also healed his wife and female slaves so that they bore children. Why would them bearing children be relevant to the Abraham ark? What's going on when we first meet Abraham and Sarah? They're barren. Yeah. They can't have kids. Mm. This this whole, and, and Matt, we were talking about this just a little bit ago. This whole passage hinges on what has happened since God first. I think this is supposed to turn us back to what has changed since Genesis chapter 12. When we meet Abraham, he's called out of a pagan people. Like that's the aftermath of Babel. And, and now God is turning him into a priestly prophetic call. This is the first time Abraham is called a prophet, is in this passage. Uh, there's been a transformation of the role. The problem of, of Sarah's barrenness still remains. But what happened with regard to that promise the last time that we had an Abraham and Sarah scene? They had that. They had the Genesis, heavenly visit. Yeah, Genesis eighteen, the heavenly yeah. visitor. And what did they say about this time next year? You will bear a son. So why in the world would that be significant for Genesis twenty? Well, because now possibly, as you mentioned before the podcast, Sarah may even be pregnant. Oh dang! You, have you ever thought about that? No, I have. Like, you know, so. one of the things Matt was talking about, and I've told y'all, Matt asking me, "Hey Nathan, have this caught up? This is a formula for Matt to be disappointed." Nathan, have you ever thought about no? The answer is always no, Matt. Um, you'd be amazed what I haven't thought of. My ignorance would astound you. Um, but he said, you know, consider this alongside Genesis 12. We don't know what happened when Sarah is brought into Pharaoh's harem. That's right. Uh, the text does not say that she did have relations with him, but it also doesn't say that she didn't. Because only in Genesis 20 is it explicit that, hey, Nothing I did happened. not let you touch her. Yeah. Uh, and and so, so here's here's why that's significant. The very fact that Abimelech, who's innocent, he's he's operating in good faith. Uh, Abimelech is warned straight out of the gate. You're a dead man. <laughs> Pharaoh, do, Pharaoh doesn't get that. That's right. Yeah. What's different this time? Why can't he touch her at all? Well, possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly because she's Maybe. pregnant or she is about to become pregnant and we are not going to mess up what I'm doing here. Yeah. Don't. Well, no, God, God is not leaving open any possibility that the child that will come from Sarah came from anywhere That's other right. than God's fulfilled yep. promise to Abraham. It, it reminds me of the new Testament. We went in Matthew last week, but Matthew chapter one, verse 25, the text specifically says, but Joseph knew her not until she had given birth to a son and she called his name Jesus. The text clears that up completely. Like you're saying, yeah, this is not Joseph's kid. By the way, someone came to Joseph in a dream too. Yeah, just like Abimelech. Yeah, uh, and, but it was it was. God speak, do not be afraid to take Mary. God speak, Joseph, you're a dead man. <laughs> That's not Joseph. If you touch her, <laughs> uh, I mean that is for real though. You're a dead man. God, I didn't do anything, and you're, and you're not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's almost. But, it's like it's so, like God rolls. It's okay. like God rolls up. We're winning down. And just goes like <laughs> keeps on. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so Gandalf, I have a question. Okay. Listening to all this language of Genesis 20, I'm going to read a couple things here and you tell me if this harkens back to you at all. All right. To somewhere else in the text. All right. I know what you're Verse going to number say. three. I know what you're going to say. 
Okay. Well, let me try a few of them. Okay. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, behold, you're a dead man because of the woman you have taken. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. That's something that, she, I'm, okay. I'm willing to bet you, that's Lekek in there. Oh, it, it is? It is Lekek. Right? Look at this Hebrew scholar over the, here. This guy. What, this I'm guy. not even needed anymore. There you go. Now, Language guy look down in verse number six. Okay. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Mm -hmm. Why? Because what did he say later? That you will surely die. Mut tamut. Where have we heard all that we, before? We, we've heard this somewhere really close to the beginning of the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, there's there's even more that uh, uh, when Abimelech's talking to Abraham, verse 10, mm -hmm. what did you see, yeah. Ra, -ah, that you <laughs> right. did this thing? And later on, he will offer Abraham his land. Uh, and uh, he says, behold, this is at the end of 15, behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you, literally in the Hebrew, where it is good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Let me throw out this thing. Okay. okay. Tov. Yeah. Tov, Lakak, Ra'ah. It's all there. dying. You will die. Not supposed to touch something. Right. Like this is more than just sleeping with another man's wife. Like you messing with my plan. Oh, that's a great. I got. I got. I got plans to say it. Oh, that's huge. What? Yeah. What you just said. Because here, here's here's the thing. One of the pushbacks we get in the Eden narrative is, and we talked about it when we were there. Why is that? Why is that tree even there? Yeah. Like, like why, why is this, is this even a problem? problem? Like, why, why, why is this, this even potential? Why, why would God allow that? And the answer is, is that because we're looking at it here and ultimately God is using that bad thing to accomplish a, 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 how do you become even more good than very good? Tov Mayod. It is the, uh, God is taking in Eden, the brokenness that takes place in Eden that the story arc of the Bible is God is taking that and even making it more beautiful than it was. The restoration of all things in the end is better than the good that existed in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, the question of why did God allow that to happen there? Well, we do at least see here God keeps it from happening yeah, here. Yeah, doesn't allow him to touch her. Don't even think about it, cowboy. Like... Touch, touch this, this woman. woman. He doesn't say cowboy. I've read the Hebrew. <laughs> That's right. Maybe in the message remix. I, I have my story. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just love. He's like, you're a dead man because you've done this. I didn't do it. That's right. You didn't. <laughs> That's right. But um, so, so for, for instance, God did not allow that tree. We're we're not even going there. This this is my story. My covenant's tied up in this. Don't touch it. Well, and again, the the, the other Eden connection is what happens right after something is partaken of in Eden. What happens right after Genesis 3? Babies get born. Babies get born. What's, What's our very next passage in the Bible after Genesis 20? Yeah, after the Abimelech story, the people, you know, again, that, that rabbinic teaching, uh, and again, this is not biblical, but it's illuminating to how they were reading the Bible. I will start with Adam, and if things go terribly wrong, paraphrasing, I'll start over with Abraham and his family. Mm. Um, things were wrong out of the gate. Adam was a sinner before Adam was a parent. Right. God is providentially protecting things from not going, you know, they're not going to get off to that start with Abraham. He is providentially protecting um, so that there is nothing other than promise fulfillment. And look what God has done when Isaac comes onto the picture. Mm. Completely. Um, 
God is protecting his covenant. Mm -hmm. And yeah. 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 What what did you just say just a few moments ago? About what? About God's plan. Oh, it's like, well, now it's like this time you're messing with my plan. That's why I'm not. That's it. You're you're messing with my plan and it's not going to happen. And so the thing thing is, is is that that God does allow human freedom. Yes. But then there's some things that God's like, we're not going there. We saw that in Babel. Yeah, Yeah. it's that's right. Uh, And again, it's shut it down. Yeah, that's yeah. Babel. Yep. Yeah. God shut it down. Like, this is not going... Well, that's that's the ark. Yeah. yeah. Again, uh, in the ark, the flood, it, it's... With the exception of Noah, all of mankind's thoughts were only evil in his heart all the day long. Hmm. Who do you want God to save that he didn't save in that saga? <laughs> that's right. Like, this is, this, is the, this is Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham, you know, God, if I can find ten righteous people abraham you know lot is is begging people to leave the city and they thought he was trying to make them laugh who is supposed to be saved that you know god god is containing the the effects of evil so that worse things can't happen and in this case god is providentially in breaking so that a good thing is not messed up in advance i think that's i think that's the arc i mean i think that's the what we're seeing here and again i think it's so interesting i think it's highlighting the irony God is about to open, if he hasn't already, if if Sarah's not already pregnant, he's giving life to a womb that was dead in her. And he's highlighting that irony with outside of Abraham praying for these people, a lot of wombs that were open were going to be closed. The very next verse in chapter 21 is the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he promised. And she conceived and bore Abraham, God's son. That that reminds me of Genesis four. Yeah. I, then Adam knew Eve. I have had a son with the Lord's, with the Lord's help. help. With the Lord's help. Except, Except that son was Cain. Yeah, Isaac turns out better than Cain. I think <laughs> I we we whether or not you know this, we we don't always agree a hundred percent on everything That's right. uh, on most things, on all the important things, yes. But we all agree that Isaac turned out better than Cain. That's right. <laughs> Oh, goodness. But um, so that's why there's not a chicken finger place called Raising Isaacs. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's the name of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's the dumbest thing I've said on this podcast. And if you don't live in this area of the country, there is a chicken finger place called Raising Canes. Listener, it's not a joke that on the main street of Tupelo where we're recording this there, I think there's like seven chicken places Mm. all in a row. It's too much. It's too much. I don't know. All of them are good. Is there a Raisin Cane? Because I'm about to drive home. Yes, yes. there is a Raisin Cane. Well, but you should try Slim Chickens first. Well, a- Abraham was a prophet, and I, this is maybe a prophetic utterance. There might be chicken in my very near future. <laughs> um. So as we you know, wind this one down, looking at this story, it just seems like another flyover story. This is not one that typically shows up in the Bible studies, and it also looks as another one of those moments of shame on Abraham. Like, what is he thinking here? Mm -hmm. But despite Abraham's ineptitude and cowardice, God still works his plan. And and again, Abraham's actions, to your point, are contextualized. That's right. He knows where he is, and he knows what these people in general are capable of. That's right. Sodom and Gomorrah just happened. But the story doesn't hinge on Abraham getting it all right. It it, it hinges on Abraham getting one thing right, trusting in the God of Israel. Right? Amen. What a good word. Wow.
so this is a few chapters ago we had the high priest um i just went blank on his name the famous melchizedek there praying over and blessing now abraham is fulfilling this role mm. abraham is he is a prophet and and priest here and um he's going to give birth to isaac which is ultimately as we look in matthew give birth to the king it just it connects dots when did Mel, when did melchizedek do all that right after god delivered abraham from a lot of pagan peoples mm. Abraham's passing through that same territory, but now Abraham's offering the prayers. Yeah. Man. Blessed to be a blessing. Big. Well, um, I know whole, that was a lot, a whole chapter. A whole chapter in one episode. How scandalous. Breaking new ground. How scandalous. First, we jump forward to the New Testament. Then we do an entire chapter in one go. And there's still a listener. I'm telling you, there's a 50-50% chance that when we come back, for episode one or two, it's still going to be interesting. Fasten your seatbelts, get your popcorn, change it up on the season it, four, the better than fiction. This is so, a, okay. This is a new it, show now. This, this is, is interesting in looking in verse 17 and 18. Then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech. And he also healed his wife, female slaves, that they, so that they bore children. For the Lord had closed all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah. Okay, think about Genesis 12. Let's go back there for just a second. Let's look at Genesis 12. Genesis. It's the end of the episode here. I want to read Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and to him who dishonors you. I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. There's no doubt that Sarah viewed her barrenness as a dishonor and a curse. And to put a curse on Abraham is to, was, they were taking upon the curse of Sarah, so to speak, but instead in blessing Abraham, they share in Abraham's blessing. It's, it's if, if you honor this family, I'm going to bless you. If you harm this family, I'm going to curse you. And guess what? I'm, I've already got plans to undo the curse for Sarah. I ain't doing that for you. <laughs> it's just so I need one of those like very popular in the 2000s, early 2000s, the Abraham is my homeboy t-shirt. Right. I'm with Abraham with air. <laughs> That's right. I'm with Abraham. Wow. But good stuff, man. Good stuff. But you know what also is good stuff? The Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. And listener, you too can share in the blessing. If only you don't have to honor us, but you do have to like and subscribe to this show. Because if you do, it does tell the algorithm that this is worthwhile content. So if you believe that, like, subscribe, follow, checkmark, heart, whatever that looks like on your platform of choice. This also tells you, I'm sorry, the wheels are still turning here. Here we go, here we go. tells you just how pretty Sarah was. Because why not offer Hagar? Sarah's not bad. Not, not bad for a woman in her nineties. I mean, I was about to say <laughs> that's right. She's no spring chicken. And I'm sorry, I've still got chicken on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not offer Hagar? Hagar's still in the picture here. So is Ishmael. If I had a nickel for every time that Abraham 
try to pass Sarah off as a sister, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Well, but then Isaac tries it all over again with Rebecca. I'm telling you, these family tricks run deep. <laughs> like Lot and the rest of them. Lot's, like, not, the only one. Gonna... Lot's not the only one picking up bad habits from Uncle Abraham. Hey, but you know what? As we referenced last time we met, yeah. I think if we could talk to Abimelech now, he would say, man, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. But it's a good thing. Blessing all the families of the earth. <laughs> it was almost the But word. God was for real. <laughs> That's, That's right. And you know what? It won't be the last time that they that they tell the people of God, time for you to leave and get out of here. There's too much curse going on. Mm, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Word. Which we apparently, I thought we would never get there, but the way it's going, we might actually get there. But again, listener, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And remember, the countdown has begun on you third-party people. In only five episodes' time, we will be doing some back-end stuff, and you will maybe or maybe not be unsubscribed from the podcast so if you're on spotify apple podcast google podcast you're fine but if you're on one of these other third-party platforms just keep an eye out if all of a sudden you don't see us on a tuesday morning that's because you did not heed my warning and uh, for my coming to the you know. <laughs> <laughs> first slide on the fifth day at dawn look to the east but until then you guys have a great week and we will see you back here every tuesday morning discussing the grand biblical narrative see you next time Shalom. I just love the Bible. Good episode, guys. I love that episode.